from the Virginia Foundation for the Humanities. This is Backstory with the American History Guy. Welcome to the show. I'm Brian Bellow, 20th Century Guy, and I'm here with Peter Onuf. 18th Century Guy. Sadly, our 19th Century Guy, Ed, is away this week, which is too bad for him, because we're going to talk for a minute about a person from his century, a Louisiana doctor named Samuel Cartwright. He was greatly respected in the South. He was considered a rock star. This is Catherine Bancoli Medina. Professor of History at Coppin State University in Baltimore, Maryland. And she's been studying Dr. Cartwright for quite some time. He actually served as an apprentice with Dr. Benjamin Rush of Philadelphia. He was a big deal. Benjamin Rush was as big as you can get. So in other words, the guy was no quack. In fact, he was one of the most influential American medical figures in the years leading up to the Civil War, especially in the slaveholding South. And one theory that he advanced was something called drapedomania. It sure isn't a disease that doctors would diagnose today. It was an illness described and defined as one that causes enslaved persons to run away from slavery or to have thoughts of escape from bondage. Okay, that was an illness. Yes, yes. He considered it an illness. Uh, he considered it a form of mental illness akin to madness. Wow. Uh, what was his treatment for this, I shudder to ask. <laughs> Indeed you should. He, he had some interesting treatments with respect to drapedomania. One of those is the idea that if the slaveholder would keep the enslaved person in an infantile state or uh, in a submissive state, that that kind of treatment would help to cure the person from uh, wanting to be free. And if that failed, then the slave owner or the overseer could resort to whipping as a prevention against running away. And it was recommended hmm. as a cure. Cartwright's theory didn't only apply to African-Americans in bondage. He thought the same diagnosis could apply to free black people as well. Cartwright had particular condemnation for free blacks. He believed that free blacks more often suffered from his Negro slave disease than did the enslaved blacks. Because sure, well, they weren't being they weren't <laughs> being treated. They weren't being treated like children. Absolutely, absolutely. And Cartwright specifically spelled out that whenever you find free blacks in their own communities, in their own enclaves, actually behaving as if they were free, they were the ones who were suffering the most. A little over a year ago, the American Psychiatric Association released a fifth revision of its Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, the DSM-5. Drapedomania is not in it, but some new disorders have sparked controversy. Some experts have predicted that this latest edition of the DSM will reclassify millions of people who thought they were normal as having some sort of disorder. That's going to have serious consequences for insurance coverage, patient care, and drug companies. For the rest of the hour today on Backstory, we're replaying an episode we put together when the DSM-5 was released. It explores the ways past generations of Americans have drawn the line between mental health and mental illness. 
We get stories about a sleepwalker at the foundation of the asylum movement, about how a few simple words changed activists into schizophrenics, and about a test that tells us if you, yeah, that's right, you are susceptible to fascism. 